Hi, my name is Alan. Thanks for checking out our video sermons. Now, right now, we're in the middle of a series called Thankful. If you can tell from the graphic, the, the premise is filling our tanks with gratitude so that we give thanks where it's needed, where it's appropriate, where we should be giving thanks. Now, this week is Thanksgiving week. And uh, it's really kind of cool when you think about it that as a nation, we have a holiday set aside every year to remember to give thanks. Some of my fondest memories are from times that I've had at Thanksgiving, and I bet the same is, is true for you. But this year with COVID, it's going to be a little different, isn't it? With all the different restrictions, it's going to be a different kind of a holiday, maybe a little bit different than what we're used to. Are you finding it more difficult this year to be thankful than it usually is? The video we just watched makes it look easy to be thankful, doesn't it? I don't know if being thankful is always easy, even when times are good, but how do we find the gratitude, keep our tank full of gratitude, enough to thank God when the times are hard? You know, the Bible actually has a whole lot to say about expressing gratitude to God when things are going well, and when they aren't. So what I thought I'd do this morning is take a peek at four different guys in the Bible that seem to know how to praise God in good times and in the hard times, in the bad times. So the first guy I thought we ought to take a look at and consider is a guy named Daniel. You might recognize him. Uh, Daniel, if you know the story, was 12 years old when he was taken into Babylonian captivity. He was carted off separated from his whole family and everything he knew, and he became one of the wise men in the court of King Nebuchadnezzar, which was a, a good thing. But then came the day when Nebuchadnezzar had a dream, and he needed someone to interpret it. Trick was, is he didn't trust necessarily his wise men, so he decided that he wasn't going to tell anybody what the dream was. He just wanted an interpretation. So he asked the wise men and None of them could answer, except for Daniel. Daniel was the one who was able to give the answer. And this is what Daniel said when he gave thanks to God for helping him and give that answer. You'll find it in Daniel 2, verse 23. It says there, I offer thanks and praise to you, God of my fathers, because you've given me wisdom and power, and now you've let me know what we asked you of you. For you have let us know the king's mystery. Yeah, so Daniel, he was thankful because that was a good thing. It was an answered prayer. And God had answered the prayer the way that he wanted him to answer it. So Daniel was really thankful. His gratitude was there and he thanked God. Came kind of natural, I guess. But what about Daniel when things weren't going so well? How did Daniel do then? Well, we're told a story about that. Actually, a couple of them, but I'll just choose this one. During the reign of another king... Daniel had to face a royal decree that he and everyone else could only pray to the king and not to God. Guess what Daniel did? Well, we're told in Daniel 6, verse 10, it says there when Daniel learned that the document had been signed, he went into his house. The, window, the windows in its upstairs room opened towards Jerusalem, and three times a day he got down on his knees, prayed, and gave thanks to his God, just as he had done before. 
So Daniel's in a kind of a tight spot here. The law now forbids him from praying to anyone other than a human king who claimed to be a god. But Daniel was having none of it. In an open window, three times a day, he was thankful to God and prayed prayers of thanksgiving, knowing it was going to get him in a jam. And if you know the story of Daniel, you know what happened next. It was the lion's den. So what do you think it was that Daniel was praying thanks for? What was he being so thankful for? You realize he's praying prayers of thanks before there's a miraculous intervention to shut the mouths of the lions and to save him. Daniel, well, I think, was giving praise to God and thanks to God because he was grateful that God had his back for serving him. You see, I think Daniel knew that I'm doing what I'm doing for God, and God's got my back. Even if I can't see what he's doing right now, no matter how this turns out, God's going to take care of me. I also think he was grateful that God was using him to make himself known to the people of Babylon. See, God used Daniel in a powerful way to prove that he was the only really real legitimate God. And I think Daniel had a sense of that. And even though there was trouble, he was grateful that God would use him. So let me ask you, are you facing some adversity right now? You know, you can praise God and thank him just like Daniel did because you know that he's got your back and that he'll use you and your problems to show others that he's real. Let that sink in for a second. God's willing to use you to prove that he's real. What a privilege. That's something we can be grateful for and something we can be thankful for. Let's look at another one. Let's look at King David. Now, David, popular hero of the Bible, we know about him. David was anointed king at a young age. And we all know the story of him facing the giant with just a slingshot, right? But David's life was also full of lots of battles, family betrayals, murder plots, serious sin issues, and even grieving the loss of some of his children. Those are some hard times that he had to face. And it was during these hard times that David wrote some of the Psalms. Here are just a few examples of what David said in those Psalms. In Psalms 9-1, he said, I will thank the Lord with all my heart. I will declare all your wondrous works. Wow. With all of his heart, he wanted to thank God for all of his wondrous works. Psalms 107-8-9, David said, Let them give thanks to the Lord for his faithful love and his wondrous works for all humanity. For he has satisfied the thirsty and filled the hungry with good things. Psalms 118.1, David said, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. See, kind of like Daniel, David knew that God was at work. Even in the hard times, maybe specifically in the hard times, God was doing good things. Wondrous works. So when you're facing hard times, just like David, you can thank God because you know that he is good.
you can trust him. That's something to be thankful for. Let's look at the Apostle Paul. Now, Paul's one of the best-known apostles of Jesus. He started churches all over Asia Minor and Europe, and he led countless people to Jesus, and he's still, through his writings, influencing and working for the Lord even today. We learn so much from Paul. His victories and his successes were huge, but he also faced imprisonments, beatings, threats, betrayals, and near-death encounters. Paul's life wasn't an easy one. It wasn't all sunshine and roses. There were some dark clouds and a lot of problems and adversity. Paul went through so much heartache and trouble. But listen to what he says. In Ephesians 5.19, he gives this a command. He says, Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. There's something important about thanking God and praising Him in song. You know, Paul wasn't just throwing that out there like uh, that's what you're supposed to do when you get together on Sunday mornings. You're supposed to sing and give praise. You know, Paul, if you read about what he was going through in Acts chapter 16, he was in a Philippian prison, and guess what he was doing when he was there? Yeah, he was singing. He was singing his thanks to God. There's something significant, something powerful about singing your praise and thanks to God. Singing changes your mood. You know that, right? You've probably experienced that. Then whenever you sing a happy song, your mood can lift. But there's something even more mysterious that happens whenever we sing and when we sing praises to God. Our actual environment begins to change. There is a spiritual war that's going on around us all the time. There are forces of good and there are forces of evil. There's a book written by a man named Richard Beck. The title of the book is called Reviving Old Scratch. Old Scratch was an idiom for Satan that people used in other cultures in the South and years ago. And in this book, one of the things that he made mention of was how we sometimes don't pay attention to or recognize the spiritual battles that are going on around us, the things that can't be seen with the physical eye. And he talked about how people in prison are very aware of these forces that you can't see, the darkness that's there. And he tells a story about how those prisoners know to push back that darkness, one of the most effective ways is to, to sing. That it actually pushes back the darkness whenever they sing praise and thank yous to God. So I think Paul, whenever he tells us to sing and make music in our heart and always give thanks to the fathers for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, I think he's turning us on to a power switch that we can use to fill our tank with gratitude and to change not only our mood, but the environment around us. Paul also said this in Philippians 4, 6, he says, don't worry about anything, but in everything, I think everything would include the hard times and the disappointments as well as the victories and the good times. But in everything, through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. You see, thanking God is a wonderful way to overcome worry. Paul, whenever he wrote this, was in prison again. 
he knew that he didn't have to worry because he could count on God, that God's good, God had his back, and that things were going to work out. 1 Thessalonians 1 and 2, verse 2, Paul said, We always thank God for all of you, making mention of you constantly in our prayers. Paul had a habit of thanking God for the friends that he had in the faith, the folks that were there by his side, the people that were fighting the same fight. God had put those brothers and sisters there to support him and to work with him and to stand with him. However this holiday season is hitting you, whatever you're facing, one of the things that you can do is to be thankful to God for the brothers and sisters that are fighting the same fight with you. You're not in this alone. You can trust God because he is so very good. Let's look one more. Let's look at King Jesus. Now, Jesus, I think he had more trouble than anybody ever had. And you know, Jesus thanked God all the time. Like when he fed the 5,000. John 6, 11 records this. It says, Then Jesus took the loaves, and after giving thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated, so also with the fish, as much as they wanted. Now, we're all familiar with the story of the feeding of the 5,000, right? But did you realize, well, first of all, let's, let's get the context set here. Jesus is in the middle of nowhere, and 5,000 that number actually could have been higher depending on how they actually counted people in those days. But 5,000, it records, have come out to the middle of nowhere, not a McDonald's in sight. They've come to hear him, and now they're hungry. Would you say this could be a problem? <laughs> yeah, I think it's a problem. But Jesus, as he's dealing with just this one little basket of food, he gives a, a prayer of thanks now, you realize his supply was dwarfed by the need of 5,000. But yet he's thankful. And he gives thanks before the miracle happens. And this isn't the only time that Jesus did that, giving thanks before the miracle happens. Right before Lazarus was raised from the dead, Jesus prayed this, John 11, verse 41, the second half of verse 41. Jesus said, Father, I thank you that you heard me. Now, whenever he made that statement, Lazarus hadn't been raised yet. Lazarus was still in the tomb. And Jesus was thanking God for hearing him before the miracle happened. Jesus thanked God for answered prayers before God answered them. Now, did Jesus know that God was always going to answer his prayers? Well, no. Truth is, God didn't always answer all of Jesus' prayers. Think about the prayer in Gethsemane. He said, if it's your will, would you please take this cup away from me? And God said no on that occasion. Yet Jesus was always thankful. How was he thankful before the miracle? Because he knew he could trust God to do what was the best in every situation. And so he thanked God. In Gethsemane, he said, if it's your will... Why? Because God's will is good. That's how he taught us to pray, too. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth, just like it's done in heaven. 
Why? Because God's will is good. You see, I think that gratitude and thanking God before the miracles actually strengthens our faith and prepares us for the miraculous things that God wants to do. All right. As we get ready to celebrate Thanksgiving, it's my prayer that we can learn to give thanks to God the way that he deserves. There is so much reason to be filled with gratitude. Our God is good. He's trustworthy. He's bigger than COVID. He's bigger than the disappointment of a trimmed down or even canceled holiday. He's bigger than anything we can imagine. And he's good. And he's got our backs. If we're on his side, he stands up for us. And he's always working things out for good. If we can use this time to be grateful and to be thankful to God for who he is and what he's done, I believe that we're going to be blessed and we'll have the most thanks-filled Thanksgiving ever. I'm going to leave you with a, a short video and a question. What do you want to thank God for this Thanksgiving? May God bless you, and we'll see you again soon. Well, um, it has been an unprecedented year. Crazy. With all the... the this stuff? Yeah. It's unprecedented how many times we've actually heard the word unprecedented. <laughs> Our dream vacation was canceled. You got to keep the job you don't like. Uh-huh. You know they can see you? But let me tell you all the no's, friends. Um, no going to restaurants, no movie theaters, no movie theater popcorn, no state parks, no going to athletic events, no church services, and no... Don't say it. Don't. Hey, kids! You've got to be more careful with the toilet paper! This is all we have! All the drive-by birthday parties, graduations, <laughs> baby showers. I will say this. I felt a little awkward throwing out that baby shower gift into the front yard. You weren't supposed to do that. It just feels like a wasted year. I said it. I said it. There's there's just all the time at home. Boom! And all the time that we were made to spend together. Hey, honey? Honey? Leave me alone! All the heart-to-hearts. Goodness. Speaking of hearts, our son, Jason, right over there, said yes to Jesus. All right, that kitchen table. July 17th, 2020. You know, I guess it's not really wasted time because God didn't waste a moment of it. (laughs) I think I have the answer to what I'm thankful for. Yeah? Yeah. What is it? Everything. Everything.